You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Hey, 26er family, welcome to another episode of the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delisha, and we're doing something a little special today. So if you've been with us since the beginning of the show, you know that the December 26er podcast started as just me and a mic. Uh, I was coming on, sharing my thoughts and some of my own personal experiences and the lessons that I've learned along the way. Now, from the beginning of the show, even though we started that way, it was never meant to be the only method of communication. In fact, we were using that time really as a proof of concept, just to get some content out there in the world and bide some time while we built some legitimacy to get people to come on to be interviewed. So I went into it kind of feeling like, I can't wait for this part to be over um, because it was a lot. When you don't have another person to kind of play off of, uh, it's very difficult to have a seamless sort of cohesive uh, message with just you. And I know there are podcasters who do it and do it well. I like interpersonal relationships. I like the conversation. Um, However, people really loved those early short episodes with just me. And then we started to find guests And we moved in that direction. And then DeMarcus started coming on the show. And that was the moment for me to just freestyle uh, off of him. But I thought it was time. It was time to just have a one-on-one conversation between me and the listener. So here we are. I am completely freestyling this. I have very few notes, but we're going to see where it goes. We'll see where it goes together. Um, So if you've listened to the show often, You know that the last year and a half of my life has been filled with a lot of change, some of it good, some of it not so good, a lot of difficulty, uh, many hard things. And I know that I'm not alone in that. I know many of you are experiencing uh, the same thing and have been for a long time. And the news is difficult to watch. It's been a lot that has happened and there is more that is going on. And we don't know when we'll reach some form of normalcy. And, and there I say it, I think it's never going to be the life that we knew. I think it's a new normal that's happening. So I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about how it has affected me, how I feel about it, uh, how I'm moving forward, and most importantly, how I've been coping with all of this. So if we take it back to the beginning of 2020. I came into 2020 feeling like I knew there was going to be a lot of transition on the horizon. I knew that. I felt it in my spirit. I knew I was up for a lot of change. But as we tend to do, I think I just thought, oh, all this change is going to be positive, right? I was excited about what was going to happen. I felt like the show was picking up a lot of momentum. We had some good things in the pipeline. And I felt like my personal life and professional life were really headed in the right direction. Um, So I was looking forward to the year. I knew it was going to be a lot of work, but it felt like things are about to get shaken up in the best possible way. And at the time, you know, I was hearing the rumblings as well about uh, this, this sickness that was happening. And, but I can't say that I was nervous or had any anxiety. I thought at most, okay, 
um, because of the field that I work in and, and where I was at the time, there's planning that has to happen. So I knew from the quote unquote experts that we might end up in the house, but I thought we would be in the house for like two weeks. So I didn't really think anything of it. Um, and so I, I, I can't even say I was really bracing myself for that. I was just saying, okay, it's a hurdle that we're, we'll all have to overcome for a couple of weeks, a month at most, and we'll get back to life. In the middle of hearing these rumblings about COVID, uh, I had also been trying to exercise the art of surrender. So the year before, I was ready for a change in a lot of ways. I was ready to buy a home and I was ready for the next chapter of my career, but nothing was really feeling quite right on either front. So I decided to just take a step back let the chips fall where they may, keep doing what I was doing. Uh, and what I mean by that is keep working hard, keep producing the show, keep focusing on philanthropy and the right career move and the right personal geographical move, for lack of a better term, would make themselves known. I, I knew that that would happen. And that's exactly how it went down. I came through the holidays, started the new year, wasn't even actively looking for uh, a house anymore, wasn't actively looking for the next career opportunity. And both of them just found me. First, it started with the house. So one evening I was on my couch and I thought I had turned off all of the uh, subscriptions and notifications for properties in the areas that I was looking for, but apparently I didn't. I hadn't turned them all off. And I got this notification about a home and it was something in me that was like, this is it. This is the one. So I noted the address and I noted uh, the realtor who was representing the seller. And the next morning I got up and the listing was gone. And I was like, man, what happened? That felt like something special. And um, now it's not on the internet anymore. So I remembered the realtor's name because he was at a, a real estate agency that I had never heard of. So the name was unique. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to find him on the internet and send him an email. So on my way to the office that day, I sent an email and said, I saw this property online last night. It disappeared as if it was delisted. I don't know if this is temporary or permanent, but if it's just temporary, I'd love to learn more about the property and when it's coming back online. And the man called me immediately and said, we took it offline simply because the sellers were not ready to start showing. And it never goes well when you have a property online, but you're not actually actually actively uh, promoting open houses or opportunities to see the property. So we're giving them a week to get themselves together, but um, it is coming back. But now that I know you're interested I can give you, you know, some information and let you know when it's coming back online so you can be early in the process. So long story short, the fact that I just sent that email and had that connection with him that uh, that day, that brief few moments, I knew when the property was coming back online and I had the ability to uh, get in there uh, first, essentially. And I ended up beating out 16 offers on, on my house. And it was still in my budget. It, it's not like the crazy real estate that you see now where people are bidding a hundred or 150,000 over asking, but it worked. It all worked out. And in the process, 
I, so I go through, and if you know anything about buying a house, I had to go through the negotiation for us to actually sign the contract and all of that. And the day I signed, I went into contract on my home. I got a text about a career opportunity. The very same day, out of nowhere, from someone that I knew and asking me to meet for coffee. So I'm like, oh my God, how is this happening all at the same time? I had put all this on the back burner. Now I have, I'm in contract on a home and now I have somebody reaching out to me about an opportunity that already, again, feels like the right thing. Just like when I saw that house online, getting that text, it was like a jolt that said, this is it. Um, so I had that coffee meetup about this, this opportunity and it just, it felt right. But I also was in the process of purchasing a home. So, you know, if you know anything about that, you don't make those kinds of career moves, or at least I don't in the middle of trying to close on a home. But the timing, it all worked. I, I had time to close. I had time to get things straight and kind of tie up some loose ends professionally before I moved on. Um, so. What ended up happening is I didn't have I, the I didn't have a closing in the concise time frame that you you might think because the sellers needed some concessions they need a little bit of time before they moved out of the home so I actually made the career switch and relocated within the same state just one county over but relocated during COVID which was stressful in and of itself because I'm moving into this older home that I needed to have work done on, but in the state of New Jersey, permits were absolutely suspended. So I could not start work. I was trying to figure out when I was going to move, but it was all just out of sorts. Like everybody else, it, I was just trying to figure it out. However, in the grand scheme of things, watching the news, and at that point, COVID had really taken hold. I was just so happy to be safe and healthy um, that I was dealing with those challenges. And it all happened. I was able to move and sort of live through waiting to start work on the house and getting work done, but it was fine. And I remember coming into July feeling a bit tired uh, and a bit anxious around just everything that was going on in the world, but still feeling good, feeling good about where I was in my life. And I remember getting a sense that things were going to shift. And I didn't know how, I didn't know what that looked like, but it felt like that. And I was just sort of bracing myself for the unknown. And little did I know, the unknown would mean that I would lose a really good friend by the end of October and lose my father by the middle of January. Uh, and if you've been listening to the show, you know that there's so much more to those stories. And if you listen specifically to Extraordinary Occurrences with DeMarcus and me, all those details are there. So I won't rehash them here. Um, and then on top of that, losing not one, but two guests from the show as well. People who we consider part of the the December 26er family. We talked about one of them publicly, Aisha K. Faines. We did not talk about the other one publicly because it was not made very public by the family. Um, but Gregory Neesmith, who was also a guest of the show um, and a huge supporter of ours, uh, also passed away. And so with all of those things happening over the course of less than a year, um, 
it has made me think about my mortality even more, how life is fleeting, how one thing can happen and change everything. And not to mention that the number of people I know who've been impacted by COVID, who've lost loved ones, uh, people that I know who've passed away from COVID, it's a whole lot. And we've all been coping with these things while also trying to work from home. Those of you who have children trying to rear kids. And I know it's not easy. I know many of us are exhausted. We're exhausted. We are dealing with, in a lot of instances, a lack of a break because many people haven't traveled. Now I know some of you have been out there to Tulum and all these places, but I know others have been at home sort of just riding it out with their families and their pods or what have you. And, and then we thought we were getting a reprieve and the world was opening back up a little bit. Um, and now we're in a situation where it looks like we're going in the other direction or we are, that's, that's the reality. And, um, if you listen to the last extraordinary occurrences just last week, you know that the, the the most recent blow for me and a lot of people who live up here in, in DeMarcus was the remnants of uh, Hurricane Ida and the flood and now dealing with the aftermath of that in my new home <laughs> where I've had a lot of work done over the past year. So I'm actually recording this episode from a friend's beach house. It was completely spontaneous. He reached out and said, hey, get away for the weekend, drop everything and just come. And if you know me, I'm not the most spontaneous person in that way. I'm a planner. I often am very busy, even on the weekend. So I had stuff to do, including dealing with the show. And for the first time in a very long time, I just said, okay. And I, I created the space and the opportunity to do that. And I am so glad that I did. And I'm, I'm glad that I can share this moment with you. So people have been asking me, it came up, the question came up last night uh, in a conversation. How have you been coping? How have you been coping with so many things? And if you heard last week's episode, you know that I said to DeMarcus uh, that I read some post where somebody said, I now know what the elders mean when they say it's just one thing after another because that is legitimately what it has been. And I've had some high moments. Um, if Again, if you listen to the show regularly, you know that one of my favorite artists on the planet came on the show, Avery Sunshine, whom I love dearly and I've been able to forge a relationship with. And how that happened was literally through no effort of my own. She was on my list of people eventually to reach out to and I hadn't done that. I felt like we weren't big enough yet. So it was in the back of my mind. And Tokoa Hash, another guest of the show and great friend, hooked that up. They connected and, and Tokoa was like, I'm just going to ask her. And it worked. And she's become someone so near and dear to me personally now, uh, who's been walking with me through many of these things. So it's amazing how life works. And there have been these beautiful surprises and bright moments that have come out of this time. But I'd be lying if I said it hasn't been dark at times. So when people ask me, how am I coping? I decided to give some thought to that. And I decided to share it with you. Um, and I was saying for a long time, I don't really know. I'm taking it like everybody else. I'm taking it day by day by day. And at, at some days and some points, I'm taking it moment by moment, hour by hour. Um, but I tried to give 
some time and space to really process and ask myself, what have you done? How have you made it this far with your sanity uh, pretty much intact and a bit battered, a bit bruised, but not completely broken? How has that worked for you? Uh, And as I thought about that, I came up with a few things that I just want to share with you. Um, Take what resonates, leave the rest. As I mentioned, I'm totally doing this on the fly. There's no script. There was no plan. This is not even what we had scheduled for this week, but I just felt like it was the thing that I needed to do. So here we are. Um, This is probably the most important tip that I can give you out of this whole thing. And that is just a coast. And I know that sounds a bit counterintuitive to the December 26th crowd. We are the type that we're going to push through no matter what. We're going to give 110%, try to knock it out of the park, all that great thing, all those great things. But sometimes you got to just coast. And given all that we've been through collectively and individually, it's a great time to do that. So what do I mean by coasting? I've been talking to friends and colleagues and everybody has said, I feel like I'm not myself. I feel like I'm hanging on by a thread. I'm doing what I can, but the laundry's out of control. I'm ordering on DoorDash or Uber Eats more than I need to. I've missed some workouts. The list goes on and on. I'm behind at work. I need to be working on these projects. Life is passing me by. I feel like we've been at a standstill for a year. There are things I need to accomplish. It's already September. I have heard it all. Like, where did the time go? And I know when you're used to firing on all cylinders and really going after what it is that you want or setting goals and accomplishing them, it can feel really difficult and really trigger a level of guilt and shame when you're not functioning at that level and you're doing the things that are required of you. And sometimes you might even be dropping the ball on that or you feel that you're operating at 50% capacity or 40% capacity. If nobody has told you, if nobody's given you this permission, I'm doing it today. Do just that. Operate at 40% or 50% as long as you have to for your own emotional, mental, and physical well-being. And let me let you in on another secret. If you listen to this show and you listen to this show consistently, there is something I know to be true about you. You are probably doing more during normal times than an average person. On any given day, you're managing more, your to-do list is longer than your average human being, Uh, you've got more than one iron in the fire, you're juggling a lot of things. So if you don't know this, I'm telling you this right now, your 40 or 50% is probably somebody else's 110%. So while you might feel bad about it or feel like you're not really operating at full capacity, you're still doing more than a lot of people. So take pride in that. Um, And even if you feel like you are not doing anything at all, that's okay too, because right now, the time and space that we are collectively in, just getting through the day is an accomplishment. And as much as we talk about being extraordinary on this show, part of being extraordinary is knowing when coasting is the most beneficial for you. That is part of being extraordinary to take the time to breathe, to come back stronger later, or taking the time to breathe to maintain your sense of peace and your sense of normalcy. So listen, if you are not on that stove making dinner, if you're not doing the meal prep thing right now, if you're spending a little bit too much money uh, to allow yourself to have some downtime by ordering in or doing what you need to do, 
as long as it's not completely self-destructive, I say that's okay. I say that's fine. I, I will tell you, um, that first half of the year for me, after coming off the loss of my friend and then the loss of my father, and because of so many different moving parts there, in, including COVID, my family and I were hanging in the balance for literally two months before we were able to have my father's service. Um, it was a lot. I felt like I was in grief purgatory. I felt like my energy level, I just couldn't pull it together. And I was also working during this time. And what that meant is I didn't really feel like cooking. I didn't feel like grocery shopping. I didn't feel like doing any of that. So most days involved takeout. It involved pulling up the app on my phone and saying, what are, what are we eating today? And I don't regret that because it was what I needed to do to get through that time. And I know we live in a culture and a time now where it feels like you got to be on in every way and you've got to have your life and your stuff together in every sense of the word. You got to meal prep. You got to hydrate. You got to get your five workouts in a week. You have to record that vlog. You've got to knock it out of the park at work. You've got to spend time with family and friends. You've got to give time to community service. All these things. And when we're not doing all those things at a high level, often we feel like we are failing. You're not failing. You are being a human being. You are living. You are doing what you have to do to cope. And that is completely okay. Uh, we need grace. We need grace right now. We need grace as a community. We need grace as individuals. And whatever grace looks like for you, you've got to extend it to yourself. So coast, coast is probably the number one tip for me. Do what you need to do. Just float. I think I, I read somewhere that it, somebody had posted, I think it was Lovey, um, that says sometimes it's not about sinking or swimming. It's just floating. Same, con same concept. Just float for now. The second thing after coast, I would say that's important to me uh, and has become crucial is community and communication. And I know that it's it feels hard to do that right now because many of us are still living in some form of isolation, given where we are in the world. We're not back, for most of us, we're not back to full capacity of seeing the people that we care about. Um, but I know, again, I think the character of a lot of 26ers is that we can go inward when things are a bit crazy and we don't wanna display weakness or we don't wanna bog anybody down. But this is not the time to close yourself off uh, from sharing what you're going through and being vulnerable. So find your person or find your people. Schedule those check-ins. I know I've had them with friends where we just decided, you know what? I need to see your face. It's not going to be a phone call. We're going to hop on Zoom. And I know everybody is tired of Zoom, but I think it's important to look in people's eyes and see where they are and feel that energy and let them see where you are. And I've had friends who during normal times are the strongest people you want to meet. And I've had them tell me, I'm circling the drain. I, I don't know what to do. I can't work another day like this. I can't live another day like this. This is too much. And we don't know when it's going to be over. And those are conversations that need to be had. And let me just say this. Somebody may say that to you. And again, as a 26er, you're a problem solver. You feel like you need to have all the answers and it can make you uncomfortable. It can. You can feel like, I don't know what to tell them or I'm experiencing the same thing. Also, if you need somebody to tell you this, I'm here to let you know, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't. You don't have to have a solution. People need a listening ear. They need a safe space 
to talk about what it is that they're experiencing. And so do you. And it's okay to have those conversations without an answer in play or a cliche or something to make people feel better. It's enough to say, friend, bro, whatever. I don't have the answers either, but I'm here to listen. I'm feeling kind of fragile too, but I'm glad we have each other. We're going to make it through this. We're going to come out of that. And that may feel trite and just like you're throwing anything out there. But I know firsthand that after everything that I have experienced this year, I don't expect anybody to have all the answers, not even my therapist, believe it or not. But just knowing that people have checked in with me consistently and are are willing to take the time to commiserate and listen to what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing and the fact that I have been able Despite, despite everything that I've been through as well, to be that for others, that's enough. Community is important. It's important to know that, you know what? Pe- nobody may get it, or I may be living in this house alone or cut off from my sense of community in a traditional sense, but somebody knows what's going on with me. They're checking in with me. I have a safe space. Somebody's lifting me up as I'm lifting them up. That communication and that community right now is important. It's not the time to isolate and have a fear about expressing your fear or your concern or your weakness or your vulnerability. Now's not the time for that. Talk to somebody about it. And, and if you listen to the show often, you know that I am all about therapy. That may feel out of reach. And we are working on providing resources to folks who feel like that's not possible for them or feasible for other reasons. I've been meditating on that issue. Um, so even if you feel like that's that's not what you can do right now, just find that ear. And I, you know, I'm a firm believer, even if you feel like there's nobody in your life like that, I'm a firm believer that what we meditate on is what we call to us. So if you need those resources, believe that it is coming to you, do the research, do not give up. And I know oftentimes for 26ers, we are the strong friend often, we're the listening ear. And it's hard to put yourself in the other role, but it's necessary. It, it's this, this year and a half has weakened people that I never thought I would see on the verge of breaking down. So um, find the time to communicate, find the right, right ear. And listen, I just want to throw this out there because I think it's an important point. Every friend is not built to be that. And I think some, sometimes we put pressure on the people closest to us to be there for us in, in that way because of the, the nature of the relationship. And everybody's not equipped to handle that. And I've, I've had friends who uh, know what's going on with me and the, the loss of my dad and how traumatic that, that was. You know, they felt guilty because they felt like they couldn't be there for me in the way that they should. I never expect, if I may borrow a, a, a biblical pa- passage, I never expect one person to be all things to all men. So what I mean by that is I know that there are people in my life who may serve a certain role. There are friends who are not very good with death. There are not friends who are good with holding somebody else's grief or sadness. And there are friends who know how to walk through people and, and they're friends with that. So the support that you're looking for, it may not come from the friend that you think it should. And that's okay. You've got to be open to a support system that is now shape-shifting and looking very different than you thought it would. And if you're not in the space to, to hold 
pain for somebody else or to be a listening ear for them, that's okay too. And you can communicate that. Listen, I love you. You know, I support you. You're in my thoughts, but I'm really struggling right now. And I may not be as available as you're used to. And people have to accept that. It may not feel good, but I believe that we have to open ourselves up to receive what we need from an unfamiliar source, an unexpected source, an unknown source. But if you are open to receiving that support, it will absolutely come. And for me, you heard me talk about, um, if you listen to the show, you know that after my father passed, passed away, uh, a, a guest of the show, a former guest of the show, Sarah Johnson, shout out to her, who had only met during these quarantine episodes, said to me, you're going through a lot. Just come to Myrtle Beach and I'll take care of you for a week. That's not somebody I've known for 15 years or, you know, who has walked with me and knows the, the, the inner workings of my life, but it was what I needed in that moment. So I'm a firm believer that the things that you need will be sent to you if you're open to receiving them from a place that may feel unfamiliar to you. So be ready for community, be ready to communicate, be open to that, even if it doesn't look the way uh, it should or you think it's supposed to. And lastly, I'm just going to say care, right? Coast communicate and care. And by care, I mean self-care. And we all know this term. It's all over the internet. It's all over social media. You got to engage in self-care. You got to engage in self-care. But one of the things that I've realized is often the things that should be necessities of self-care, we call luxuries. And in light of what we've been through, the things they may feel like that may feel like luxuries to you are things that you may just need right now. They may be a necessity in this season. So do what you need to do to care for you. And I know I am someone who struggles with that. Um, it's a, an ongoing journey for me to do what's best for me and do whatever it takes to make sure that I'm taken care of. But it's something that I have really worked at. And it, it took a while for me to get there. And oftentimes I was depriving myself because I felt like, oh, that's too much. That's indulgent. My resources could be spent in other ways. And those resources could mean money, time, attention, whatever. But you have got to carve out the space for your own self-care. That's not coming from anybody else. And self-care may look like different things for different people. For some people, self-care is hiring a trainer. For other people, self-care may mean a massage every month or a facial. For somebody else, it may mean somebody who cleans your home. Another person, it may mean somebody who comes in and cooks or does meal prep. For somebody else, self-care may mean like, doesn't even cost any money, just a day of doing nothing and watching Netflix or whatever helps you to take your mind off of real life. And I think some of us, not all, but some of us can have guilt about that, feeling like, oh, I just watched every episode of Nine Perfect Strangers or whatever the, the, the show is right now that people are on, or I literally did nothing but just watch YouTube videos all day, or I spent a little bit too much money on takeout. Let's go back to that. We were calling that coasting. That can cross over into self-care this month. But if that is what you need in this moment, and if that is what you need for comfort or to feel better about moving through life right now and a little less frayed at the edges, then that's appropriate. That is appropriate. And I think oftentimes for many of us, particularly those of us who've grown up in the Black community and may not have come from well-to-do families with unlimited resources, we oftentimes have this 
gotta be working, gotta be grinding, gotta save my money. I can't do too much uh, frivolous spending. Sometimes what feels like frivolity is something that you just need to function. And that's okay. That is okay. And even if it is a bit indulgent or it is a bit beyond your means right now, we are in, I know this term is overused, but we are in an unprecedented time. And unprecedented times may call for you to just do what's necessary right now. I mean, the federal government did it. You know, they said, listen, we got to we got to just spend this money and we got to do these things and they're going to deal with the rest later, uh, as they always do from a budget perspective. So if that's what you need to do right now for you, then that's fine. This is not even in the midst of this grind culture. This is not the time to be like, it's September. The year is going to be over in three short months. And what have I accomplished this year? Or my finances are not what they they need to be or what have you. Listen, that's cool, right? And I will tell you, I am not off the rails. I'm I'm on a budget. I get up every day. I work. You know, I've still done some things uh, that are important to me, like this show and community service. So what's within reason? I'm not telling you to go crazy and upend your life and turn it upside down. What I'm telling you is you've got to figure out what baseline is for you. And that baseline is the self-care that is required for you to just be able to get out of bed and get through the day. And whatever that self-care looks like for you, you have permission. And all these things, I feel, go hand in hand. The coasting, the care, the community. It is when I think about my life over the last 18 months, it's the things that I have used to make sure that I make it through this in one piece. And I think it's important for you to figure out what that looks like for you as well. What are the things that you need to just make it through this time in one piece? And, you know, I, I think sometimes we look at the folks on social media and, you know, you've got the financial experts and you've got the folks who are really into self-care and you've got the content creators. Everybody is throwing all these things at you that they feel are of utmost importance right now. All those things may not be of utmost importance at the same time. We've all heard the phrase, you can have it all just not at the same time. I think that's even more important right now. So follow your finance gurus, follow your health and wellness gurus, your fitness folks, your vegans, follow all these people, but don't feel the need to take on all that responsibility to try to be all of them at once. Figure out what your thing is that you've got to be disciplined in and most certainly do that. I don't know that any of us are in a position in a position where we can just let all the chips fall where they may. But listen, if all your ducks are not lined up right now, if they're not all in the row, that's cool. If you got one in the pen and they're all, all the rest of them are running wild, congratulations. You're doing the best you can do right now. So when I think about coping and what that means to me in this season that we're all in, I think coping for me means doing what's best and doing what's best for me today may not look like what it looked like two years ago. And that's okay because the circumstances are a lot different. Um, so I'm continuing on that path. I'm still working on plans for the next phase. I'm still working on what's important to me, what I'm passionate about. But it may mean that right now, things are just unconventional. It's, it's not what we're used to. This episode is exactly that. It's a solo message for me. I can't tell you the last time I've done it. And I've never done it like this. Those early episodes, I had outlines and notes and scripts that I worked off of. This is just me sitting here with a mic, talking to you and telling you what's on my heart and in my spirit, because I felt like 
it was needed. And I'm glad that I did it. I, I didn't know what I was going to say for more than like three minutes, but it's come. I'm not editing this. I'm not taking anything out. Whatever has been said is what was meant to be said. So I'll say to you, I'm praying for y'all. You're in my thoughts. I know it's hard. I know we don't know when things are going to return to a life that feels a bit more comfortable and at peace. Collectively, we are dealing with a difficult, it's not even a season at this. I don't even know what to call it. Um, it. It feels like we all are on the same detour and we don't know how to get back. We may not know, but I have faith to believe that there are many lessons that are coming out of this. There are even, I think, creative pursuits and ideas. Um, there are changes in your life for the better that will come from this time, even if it doesn't feel like that right now. This is all a part of a story of strength, courage, and wisdom for you that is most certainly going to have you better on the other side. Even though we shouldn't be here, that's a political conversation for another day. We shouldn't be in this moment, but we are. And I want you to know that, as I've said so many times on this show, even with all the crazy and all the things that just make no kind of sense, everything in our lives, they work together to push us to purpose, push us to what we're meant to be doing. Hindsight on this last 18 months may not come for a long time. You may not know why you had to go through all this. You may not know what it all means, but I'm here to tell you that it will mean something. It, it's not all for nothing. And I, even in my own life, I don't know why all of these things happen back to back. There's no explanation for that. I'm not even saying that they were ordained to happen, but I do know that just the way life works, something beautiful is still going to be born out of it. And if the something beautiful is just this one episode, then I'm cool with that too. I don't know who this is meant for. I don't know who it's meant to touch. I hope it's resonated with some of you to know that you're not the only one. Even those of us who you've seen on camera seemingly moving through life and being consistent with things, even though I've continued to do this show, I haven't felt like myself from a productivity perspective in a very long time. I don't even know if I'll ever go back to being the person that I was before in terms of my output, but I'm learning to be okay with that. And that is part of my self-care, allowing me to evolve into whoever I need to be for this next chapter of my life and honoring what I have been through and how that may have affected me and turn me into a different person. Even if that means I'm a different person who's not moving at the speed of light and giving 110% all the time, that's okay. I'm accepting my own humanity and what that means for me. And that, my friends, is also a part of being a December 26er. So listen, if you've made it to the end of this very special episode, thank you for rocking with me. Uh, I'm an organized person. It's not good for me to fly uh, off the hip like this. It's not what I'm, I'm used to, but it needed to be done. So if this has struck a chord with you, share it too. I'm kind of cringing saying that, by the way, because I feel like we have so much great content out there that's a lot more orchestrated, but there's a message in here for somebody. And if that's one person, 20 people or 200 people, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I put this out there. Tell somebody about it. If you've gotten something out of this, tell me. Let me know. Let me know if you want more of these sort of freestyles, D and me kind of conversations and the me being you, the listener. Uh, I'm happy to do it more if you get something from this. Drop me a note on IG or hit me up at info at December26er.com and tell me how this has impacted you if it has. Now, listen, you know what to do. If nothing else, if you don't do anything else today, remember 
to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. And if extraordinary for you means sitting on that couch, doing nothing or sleeping in, that is okay too. I support that. I celebrate you in coasting. I celebrate you in communicating and I celebrate you in taking care of yourself. I'm out y'all. I appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26er. That's December 26ER. 